welcome to Recurring Nightmares, episode 29. I am Jeff, joined as always by Chris. Hey. Uh, we're doing a, like kind of a back-to-basics episode this month, just doing a, The Blob from 1958 and its remake from 1988. Um, but first, you know, we're going to talk about what we've, you know, what we've been watching. And then I kind of have a lot this month, Chris. How about you? What have you been looking at? Uh, not as much. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, mean, I think I've seen a couple of the same movies you have. Uh, Prey, um, which is the uh, latest Predator film. Um, Dan Trachtenberg of yes. 10 Cloverfield Lane. No, was it 10 Cloverfield Lane? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. So, so the one, the one in the bunker, um, and uh, he's I I like his you know what he's done previously. I like some of his TV stuff that he's I done. I just I just watched an episode uh, that he directed yesterday, the pilot of uh, the boys. Yeah, Dan I was Trachtenberg. like, oh, it's a Dan Trachtenberg at the end. Like, Good job. Uh, I wish he did more work more frequently. <laughs> Like yeah, he, he spends a lot of time in between projects, but uh, Prey, which is, is the latest Predator film, and I guess the first in the Predator timeline, if you want to tie everything together, yeah. uh, takes place in like um, America in the uh, 1700s, something maybe. Um, I don't know. It doesn't really early, like that. You know, <laughs> it, it's Native Americans. Um, there are French Canadian trappers in this uh, as well. Um, but the predator comes to to Earth to hunt. You know, as predators do, and he meets up with uh, this female Native Amber, American Amber yeah. Mid Thunder. Great name. Yeah. <laughs> um, someone I've seen people say she looks kind of like Aubrey Plaza, and I definitely could see that. Sure, I could see uh, that. But yeah, I liked her. Yeah, very uh, charismatic, strong yeah. performance. Um, it's a you know a basic story of uh, you know woman is derided for wanting to do what the men do, even though she's you know just as good at it as they are, even though she's not given the opportunities. And underestimated, and very importantly, yeah, it's kind of a, like a point the movie tries to make. Uh, what'd you think, man? Uh, I thought it was very good. Um, yeah. I, I do think uh, it, the, the CGI is a bit cheap. It's a, it's yeah. a little bit inconsistent. And it's like there, there's a bear scene that should be really cool. It's a little bit distracting because the CGI on the bear is not great. I'd agree with you, but the same thing as with RRR, where like the scene itself was so thrilling that it's like, yeah, I could see the seams. I was like, yeah, the thing is not real, but it was just an exciting scene. Like, you know, the predator fighting this bear, the bear getting really close to her face, and like. Like conceptually and everything, it's so strong that I don't know. I was kind of able to breeze past the CGI stuff. Like, yeah, I mean, you know, the whole movie is not reliant. I I mean, it it does use CGI when it's using animals, except for the dog. It seems mostly real. Yeah, like like she has has a dog. The wolves are are CG. Yeah, 
Uh, actually, I think the wolf might be a little bit worse than the bear at points, but but it's like it's it's a minor thing. Like it's a little bit yeah. of a letdown because it is, you know, I mean, it's fucking Predator. It's a pretty big sci-fi franchise. Yeah, and this is clearly done on a lower lower end budget. I mean, it was really straight to Hulu. Um for a couple of reasons, but I think yeah. some of it also is like, they just did not invest <laughs> the money that, you know, this is not a $150 million sci-fi big budget effects film. Yeah. It's like a smaller predator movie. And I think that works in its favor. Like, yeah, it has to rely on the strong charismatic lead. Um, and you know, the, the, the final act is a lot of fun. Like it, it's yeah. very reminiscent of the original predator. Um, you know, where, where Arnold and the, uh, that was in Columbia, I think, right? Or like somewhere yeah, in South America. South, South America. Yeah. 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 So like that, where, where, uh, uh, you know, Arnold and, and the, the female that is with him, you know, they basically fight off the predator down there. That ton of fun there. And same, same with this one, like lots of like traps and interesting ways of fighting it. Um, you know, where she, she gets the predator to underestimate, her and her hunting and tracking abilities and, and fights it off. I think it's the best Predator film since the original film. Like that is so a too. wildly inconsistent series, but I generally like them all though. And yeah. I agree with, I agree with you. And it's like you said, like they, you know, her strength becomes that they, that the predator and everyone else around her and underestimates her, which is like kind of the, the flip, like the opposite of what the original is, is where they kind of under they overestimate, like the soldiers yeah. overestimate their ability. You know, yep. Um, I, I give the edge to the original just because it, it came first, and the original kind of feels like a deconstruction of the '80s action film, where it's just like all your macho, like all your muscles and all your big guns don't mean shit. You know, you gotta be smart and. But man, I, I agree with you that the, the end of Prey is like pretty much as exciting. <laughs> I mean, there's a part where she shoots a gun. I was just like, hell yeah, dude! Like, um, a lot of fun. The showdown between her and the Predator. Um, don't really love the look of the Predator as much in this one, but it's okay. Like, it, it you know, it's supposed to be an earlier. You know, and they they always change. Like the Predator yeah. always looks a little different because yeah. they are, you know, it's a it's a race of predators yeah it's um, not but, one guy right, <laughs> right but they're all like individuals so they all kind of have like a little bit of a different look but i dug little touches to like they took into consideration that it would be you know maybe his technology be a little different because it's you know hundreds of years earlier and it's just cool and then like everyone's <laughs> you know like just do more movies like this or you'd set a different time periods and i totally agree like give me five more of these <laughs> oh, yeah, like, in different time periods like if you've they, cracked the code on this i think somebody was like have them fight have, have them like fight vikings and yeah yeah like, it'd be really cool like have, have them go to like you know samurai japan and yeah like, lots of cool ideas and really that's what predator should be like um there's no reason for it to have to kind of always be in the modern time. I think they, you know, you could bounce around, you could, you could do predator in space or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I, I want to make sure like I'm clear on this. I really, really like this movie. I think I liked yeah. it maybe more than you. Uh, like 
it's close for me to the original. Like it really is. It was just such a blast. Like it was so fun. Like, um, like I easily will probably be in my top ten, which we should do this year. We didn't do one last year, but there's so many good movies this year. We should really do a top ten episode sure. or at the beginning of some episode. Do it. I I do think like. A lot of people are like, oh, if this had released in theaters, it would have been like a huge hit. And I'm not quite sure of that. Like Predator has never been the last Predator's... one kind of bombed, right? Like I, I don't think they've ever been like super huge, like outside of the original. Um yeah. and I think that that's like the pro like people just look like, like this would be I, really cool I, in theaters. Like, I yeah, do think it would I be I think it would be fun in the theater though. Uh, you oh, know. for sure. Yeah. Um I just say like there's so many things about it that like I, you know, there was political reasoning behind why Disney released it on Hulu and, um, yeah, it's to and, control and, where it's yeah. streaming. And, you know, it makes sense, I guess. I guess, bummer, but, uh, well, I mean, they, they can keep all them. And like, they didn't invest, remember, they didn't invest in this film at all. Like, they yeah. bought, they, they bought Fox and this movie this had already been funded. The whole so. studio. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, kind of on the same topic of, of this theater versus streaming. Did you decide about Halloween yet? Like, how are you going to watch it? I think I'm going to watch it at home. Like, I think so. I think so. I feel so bad about it, but I think it's just so convenient. Like, uh, and it's five bucks instead of, you know, I would end up spending 30 bucks at least to go to the theater with, with uh, my wife, you know? So it's... Yeah. I, I feel bad about it, but it's just like, I feel like I'm just going to do a marathon of that timeline leading up to the release, like I'll watch Halloween and 2018 and kills and then fuck it next day at home, crack open a beer. <laughs> and also, I mean, I've, I've discussed this with you off the show. I have bad vibes about the Halloween ends. We'll yeah. See. I'm not hearing good things and that's really scary for me, but I'm going in with an open mind, but I, I've just, the, the premise sounds really, I don't know. Um, it's just just an update on the the box office there. Pr Predators, uh, what was it? Pr the Predator, which was the Shane Black one, made 160 million dollars worldwide. That's surprising. That, that's so the I most, guess I was wrong. That's, that's the big. That's the most that series has ever made. So hey, you know maybe Prey could have done all right because people did not like. I liked the Predator. I thought it was funny and like ridiculous. But uh, people did not like that movie, and it made 160. That's I don't know, but pretty good. Worldwide, though, that's yeah. not that's not a uh, that's not a um, you know a domestic number. I don't know if they had the number on the domestic here, but um, that that's everybody in the world <laughs> that yeah. went to go see that movie, and like it released in uh, you know 2018, so it was well before COVID. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, anyways, what else have you been watching? Uh, yeah, another film, new film that uh, I watched, uh, Day Shift. It's an, another streaming-only film. Yeah. Uh, this one is uh, uh, Jamie Foxx as a vampire hunter in L.A. Uh, I, had a, I had a fun time with it. It's goofy, uh, fun you know, fun film, the actions over the top. I, I found the dialogue, you know, smart and funny. I thought uh, Dave Franco, who plays his 
I was trying to remember. I was like, he's with someone else. I couldn't yeah. remember. Yeah, D- Dave Franco is his like his HR rep or whatever. And I thought he did like he has some great lines in it and he give, gives a good, strong performance. It's goofy. It is not like a serious film. Although the action no. is, I thought, very well done, like very well choreographed action. Looks great. Um, but this is a dumb film. It yeah. kind of knows it's dumb. I mean, it's a movie I mean, that has Snoop Dogg in it. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I yes, it knows it's dumb. That is also one of the few areas I'm gonna agree with you. On it. I saw it too. Uh, I just didn't love it, man. Like, I don't know. Like it, I hear what you're saying, but um, it's so forgettable. Like, I, I honestly forgot most of it. Um, there was a cool chase sequence I remember, kind of yeah. in the middle. Yep, it was really good. That I, I I didn't think the rest of the action was all that, um, and uh, oh yeah, the other thing I remember is like a million uh, zombie rules. It's kind of interesting that they're like or not not zombie. Yeah, uh, already yeah. I, I forgot this movie. Uh, yeah, a million um, vampire rules. Like kind of like they're trying to come up with new vampire rules. Yeah, there's uh, all sorts of different vampires, and like each of them yeah. has a different way of the yeah, fight track. them and kill them. It does make it a little bit chaotic, but it also allows them to basically just, you know, whatever the hell you want to do with your fight sequences. Like, you want to chop people's heads off, you, like, you, yeah, you know, okay, that that kills that type of vampire, but this other vampire, it won't kill, right? Because they can Um, reattach their head to their body. I guess I didn't love it, man. Like, it's okay, it's fine. I, I saw a lot of people. Not just you. I saw a lot of people that weekend, like in the horror community, checking it out, recommending it. Um, so I was like, "All right, fuck this thing." This came out of nowhere, and you know, it looked fun, like in the trailer. And I do think that like Jamie Foxx and Dave Franco are kind of funny, you know. But it just I just didn't. I don't think I'll be seeing it again. Like I don't know. It's fine. Um. Uh. But yeah, it's on Netflix. If you're looking for something. Yeah, it's it's. You know, if you're like, I have nothing to watch, is it is a fine enough way to burn a hundred minutes. Um, what else, Chris? Oh, uh, yeah. So th- then I, I, I don't even I, know I how I tell you. fell down this rabbit hole, but uh, I think it was somebody I follow on Twitter. She mentioned Amityville, which I have like a pretty extensive history with. Like I've I've seen a lot of the Abbeyville films. So strange to me. All right, yeah. Um, but yeah, like, and there is a lot, a lot. Oh, there's a lot. There, there are. I think (laughs) when I fell down this rabbit hole, I was like, all right, like I know like the core ones, and they all kind of tie together, and they're a series. But then they stop being a series. There's an official like, like there's delineation between like there's like the official Amityville movies, right? And then it's public domain, and so people are just making it yes movies, and, and that, so like that's mostly what's happening now. And you could kind of tell, like you could like figure this out, right? By like l- looking on Wikipedia or something, like what are the real ones and what are the bullshit ones? Yeah, basically everything up until uh, the Ryan Reynolds remake, and I think it was two thousand five. Those are like. Those are like core series. Anything before that kind of all ties together, like links somehow. Um, And Amityville has a a weird, you know, attachment to the conjuring too, because uh, weavers or whatever. Yeah. The, the, you know, the, the stars of the conjuring, 
those people are real life people and they were related to the Amityville the whole thing. Yeah. Did the research on it. None of this shit's true. Like they're all hucksters and crap. Yeah, yeah. It makes for an interesting haunted house story. But yeah, so there's all these other Amityville films. I think I saw 37. Uh, and a lot of them have been made in like the last five, six years. In fact, there's like six Amityville films coming out this year. <laughs> but one that caught my eye it's a film called Amityville Vibrator. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> it doesn't make any fucking sense. Um, and uh, it, I mean, it, it's a bad movie. Like, just that that should be out there. Um, no, you don't say. <laughs> it, it is a bad. Although people were like, oh, this one's pretty good. Like, I don't. And maybe some of the other ones are real. Like, I saw a trailer for one coming out. It's like Amityville in space. It looked like. Dude, it looked like the guy down the street made it like it that, and that, that's that that's that's the thing with the amityville vibrator right like it looks like and, and it's, it's a super independent film uh it's some dude in michigan he makes films for like really you know, low budgets I, some of them I, I i really like and I, I do actually plan to do more i'm sorry to tell you this to do more like you know homemade movies on the show because some of them are interesting i think so the, the premise, <laughs> yeah, I mean, some of them are really bad. Um, and this one's bad. Um, it is not as bad as like something like five across the eyes or, you know, which we, mm. we've, we've seen. Um, but yeah, it's like super independent horror film. Um, some of the gore's okay. Uh, but this is a film that like they snap, they slapped the Amityville name on it to get people to watch it. And, I mean, it did its job. I watched this film. Right, like <laughs> if it was just called Satan's Vibrator, I don't know, maybe I would have watched it, but I probably wouldn't have ever heard of it. Um, so if you were like, "Hey, there's a film called Satan's Vibrator," like I gotta check that shit out. <laughs> this is like independent horror that is like borderline porn. Like I mean, like straight up inserting a vibrator in, into a pussy. Like Did they show that. Yes, and it's like, like oh, like this. This is half amateur porn and half horror film where the the possessing entity is this vibrator Shit, i might watch this um it is available on a service called trauma now which is trauma as in like you know uh the, the trump the trauma films like uh, oh yeah yeah um you know uh, it's toxic avenger and shit like that yeah uh, it is. They have their own streaming service. Uh, you can sign up for free. Uh, I believe it, it's free for a month if you get it through like Apple or something, um, and then you can cancel it. <laughs> so th this is available on that. That's where I watched it. Uh, it's a film. <laughs> Did you uh, check out any other trauma uh, films while you had it? Uh, no, like, I haven't. I, I like I have I put a couple on like a watch list. I can't remember what they are. I have not opened that app since I've watched. Yeah. And I'm gonna have to cancel it in like the next couple of weeks because that was You don't want that. No. That's not it's not the service I'm gonna like no. yeah, all right, it's five bucks a month, but that's five bucks I can spend on anything a, else. A lot of them are on Tubi. I, I watched um Yes. Because I've never seen it, Toxic Avenger Four in the last month. I did not finish the movie, so I didn't, could not log it. Uh, couldn't couldn't take it after a while. Um, but yeah, Tubi's great. I mean, they they have like they have both of these shitty Amityville films, but they didn't okay. have this one. So you 
and I like went hunting for this one because I was like, this is Gotta this know. is the weird one. I know, and like they only made six hundred and sixty six DVD copies in the original print run. Um, I guess they sold out of that. I don't know if they're reselling them, but this is the only place you could stream it. It's like I might as well. This is like such a rare film. Like it's <laughs> it's not something that you can just like go and watch anywhere. Uh, and there's a reason for that. It's terrible, but <laughs> it is not as terrible as the last film I'm going to talk about, though. And that is Shark Side of the Moon. Wow. <laughs> uh, our buddy Earl had mentioned <laughs> that this was a thing that existed. And I went hunting for it. And uh, it's an asylum film. Um, so it kind of like trauma. <laughs> They make Aren't really they that people do like, they do like transmorphers and, yes. and they still, right? Yes, they, they do. Tra- they, they also did the uh, Sharknado films for sci-fi. They, they do a lot of like sci-fi original stuff. <laughs> Poster for this movie. <laughs> is fantastic. That's like, pretty cool. <laughs> so goofy. Uh, this is a 2B original. I guess they're getting into making like their own shitty films too. <laughs> Uh, concept here is that the Russians uh, were experimenting on human shark hybrids and uh, they escape. So they are this, this one scientist. He runs onto a rocket ship and he like they all chase him onto it. And he lifts off with all of them on in the rocket and it crash lands on the moon. And for some reason, they can just breathe without air i don't know it doesn't make any goddamn sense uh so the the sharks have colonized the dark side of the moon and uh an american nasa is sending a you know group up to colonize to put, basically put a base on the moon but they get they get knocked off course and land on the dark side where the sharks start hunting them cuz they want to go back to earth and take it over uh it sounds is, fantastic. I don't know what you're talking about. It is so bad. Uh, I mean, like the the design. I think the design of the sharks is incredibly funny looking. It's, <laughs> it's kind of amazing, but everything else here is awful. The acting is terrible. The special effects are bad. The story makes zero sense. Like why these sharks can you know speak English? I don't know. <laughs> Why they could speak at all doesn't make sense. Um, there is another one. I forgot what they what her name is, but she looks like a human. Uh, but she is she is also a shark, and they rejected her, so she is living with the scientist, the Russian scientist guy on the moon, surviving. None of it makes fucking sense. The action's terrible. The dialogue's bad. The there are like. There are actors in this film rolling their eyes at their own lines. <laughs> they know how bad it is. Just like I'm being paid. Uh, so yeah, that's on Tubi though. If you mm-hmm. if you hate yourself and want to uh, want to go watch bad stuff, no, don't do it. Yeah, don't don't do that. There's so much other stuff out there. Don't spend your time. <laughs> I am just drawn to like shark movies. This is it's, this no, is also no, totally stupid. Not no deep blue sea here. 
this is not deep blue sea. You know? like it is. <laughs> and it's like, and it combines two things that one shouldn't go together, but also two things I love, like sharks and space movies. So like, I gotta watch this. The the pun, you know, it's like the the title is a, a based on you know the pun of the dark side of the moon. Like it's everything about it is ill conceived. Uh, go watch anything else. Did you watch the? There's like a new shark movie on Shutter, supposedly bad. Like the Reef Two, maybe it's called. You watch that one? Uh no, I think I did uh, save that though to, yeah. to my uh, to my list. Um, I saw the the original Reef wasn't bad. That one was okay. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of bad shark movies. Yeah, they don't really, you know, Jaws and um, I like the Shallows, but yeah, it's not like uh one of my one of my like kinks or whatever. It's like I don't know, I'll take them or leave them. Yeah. Uh, well, what have you been watching? A, a whole bunch, man. Um, let's start with some TV, like notable TV. One of them I promise I'd get back to, but we'll hold that in a second for a second. We'll talk about first the. House of the Dragon. Have you watched this, Chris? The new Game of Thrones series? Not seen it yet. Um, uh, uh, not from you saying it's good. No, I, I am. It's just yeah. like finding time to like sit down and watch. <laughs> it's like uh, I'll, I'll find an hour and a half to watch a dumb shark movie in space. But, but like, not, uh, to watch actual good TV. No. TV. Uh, so. Yeah, I really had no interest in this, like, leading up to it, but I was like, you know, it's HBO, and it's a new Game of Thrones show, so I I got nothing else to watch Sunday night. I'll check it out, right? And, you know, at first, it's it's a little hard finding your footing at first, because it's a lot of, like, kind of like the opening of the episode, a lot of sitting around, like, a council table, and and a lot of names, and talking about... It's kind of like how in, um, like, the Star Wars prequels like all these like like politics and shit but you don't have your footing yet unless you're like all right what's going on but relatively quickly like 20 minutes into the first episode i was like oh yeah we're back baby (laughs) it comes down to it's pretty simple there's a king he's a little bit weak of a leader and there's all sorts of people that want to succeed him and um including his brother who is clearly going to be the villain of the first season and that's just a lot of fun it's juicy it's like what you it's what was fun about early game of thrones you know what i mean the politics and all that mm-hmm. um, and uh and then he has like a daughter who like the big concern in this is he doesn't have a son and you know and it, at this time no one wants to let a woman be you know, sitting on the Iron Throne, right? And so there's a big concern about who is going to be after him, and, and nobody, like, nobody wants to be his brother, because everyone knows that his brother is a psychopath. Like, his brother runs the City Watch, like the police uh, of King's Landing, Okay. and, um, you know, he's just going around killing people, and, you know, just crazy, right? Super fuck. Like there were people worried that oh they're gonna tone down like the sex and the violence and, and all that shit, right? Dude, I, at least so far, this is as violent and fucked up as anything on Game of Thrones. Like they did not tone it down at all. There's like a scene in the first episode that's like pretty hard to watch. There's dicks getting cut off, heads getting cut off. Like 
I don't know, man. They did not, and the sex is like tons of brothel shit. Like, um, you, you know, I, I don't, I don't think there's gonna be any rape so far, but um, maybe that's what people like. I don't know. I don't know why you'd be worried. Oh, there's not gonna be as much rape. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I'm all right with that. Like, yeah, honestly, I, yeah. like, you know, and and you know, if you're still. You want the boobs and the violence and all that, but I, I, yeah, I don't need it to be rape. That's 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 fine. Like there's some of the stuff that they did with the rape in Game of Thrones was pretty uncomfortable. So, but yeah, it's true. Like I don't know. I, I'm really like I'm very quickly drawn back into that world, and it's cool to be in King's Landing again. And you know, it, it's about. It says it's 172 years before Daenerys, I think, is born. So we're like far removed from the events of Game of Thrones, and it feels like they could do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is one thing, like in the first episode, it's the only thing I really don't like so far. Is like they like there's literally a part like there's a winter is coming part where like oh you know eventually there's gonna be this like. Horrible, you know, whatever, the White Walkers or whatever. I'm like, why? The show is never going to get there, right? At least I don't think so. I mean, it shouldn't, because winter doesn't come until basically Game of Thrones. Like, the the original series happens. Look at um, the show we're going to talk about in a second, Better Call Saul. Some of it is after. So, you know, it's... I don't know. But, but yeah, I I really... I wish... Be, I wish just free it up and and let it just do the things that made Game of Thrones cool and let it be its own thing is my thing. Like I don't, I really don't want to go through talking about these fucking White Walkers and, and shit again. You know, and that, you that don't, you don't the least it. interesting shit. Like, right. Well, and ultimately, it was the least interesting shit yeah. in the entire original series. Right. Like everything yeah. that everyone loved about Game of Thrones was all the. The political infighting, the the yeah. incestuous family bullshit that was going this, on between and, everybody, and right away that's like they like nailed that. The only thing that's missing is like a Tyrion, like it needs a Tyrion badly, like just someone who is funny. But uh, I, yeah. everybody's overly serious. Yeah, yeah, it's very serious so far. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm really digging it. I think you'll, I think you'll enjoy it. Um, cool. I think anyone that like made it all the way through Game of Thrones and didn't like hate Game of Thrones is going to dig this. I, I do think it... Again, I didn't think that I think Game of Thrones was that bad. I'm sorry, but... Um. No, I, I mean, I do think that... like I think there is reason to be like the final season felt rushed. Like, it gets it yeah. gets where it's going very quickly, and it's like, and yeah. now we're done! It could have maybe been a longer season or something. Yeah, but I think ultimately the resolution on what happens there makes sense. How totally, it totally makes sense to me. The show yeah. started uh, was about Bran and the, the pilot. Like, I don't know. Anyway, right? And like people. Um, oh, John. John Snow didn't get to be king. like that. Was never what this was about. Like, and he was never like he was not the. He was not a major major character at the very beginning. It was. Um, I, mean, I guess he was there in the beginning. I don't know, dude. It's. It's yeah, hard. To, he it's was hard there to... in the beginning, and he volunteered to go to the wall because like he was the bastard child. So it was like. It's You're hard. never gonna make a name for yourself, like so. We're gonna send you off to basically be a shitbag at the in Antarctica. <laughs> yeah, it's really hard to end things. Like it's hard to do a good ending, right? That's gonna satisfy yeah. people. Uh, and me, for the most part, like 
a lot of the last season I found very exciting. Like the uh, I still remember when they make a fucking like they like kill a dragon or whatever and turn it into a fucking you know, White Walker. I was like, oh, I remember that. Like they're pulling it out of the ice. And, yeah, there's like, some like, really cool stuff that happens. Yeah. I, I also think that like it's just because the book series isn't finished yet. Well, that, have their a, ideas in their head. And yeah, they, like, yeah. oh, this isn't really what he wanted. Like, like what if, I mean, maybe. Right. Write some worse something. Like, right. You know, it's possible. Like, and also, he may never finish writing it. Like, we've been waiting for the latest book for, like, a decade now. So it, it feels like he wants to move on, you know? I guess he's involved pretty heavily in this series, so. Good. Good for maybe him. this is what's, I don't know. It's kind of bullshit to do that to your fans, though, but whatever. It um, is, and I'm glad, like, not glad that, you know, Stephen King got, got hit by a fucking van. But, like, I'm glad that, like, something sparked him to be like, I gotta finish this. Like, yeah. it, it's the right thing to do. I built it up for so long, I better better wrap oh, it up. And <laughs> even if it's not great, like, even if the ending of that's not... Yeah. I, I really like the ending of The Dark Tower, but I at know. least it's done. I only read half of that series, and I don't really read books much anymore, sadly. Um, you know what does stick the landing, Chris? You're not going to be shocked to hear this, I'm sure. Better Call Saul, man. Yeah? I said I would update on this. Um, that show really sticks the landing. I think the the series finale of that show might be my favorite series finale ever. Um, it's just perfect. And, uh, and it's not just that's just not me being um, in the moment and, and, and overhyping. It's um, nobody seemed dissatisfied with it. Like critics Great. were raving about it. The the community on Reddit really loved it. Yeah, uh, I, I just don't. You don't see people. You know, I'm I've in. I'm in like the Better Call Saul Reddit, and you don't see people like complaining at all about it. Like people have little things that they would have like added. Like I right. even have like a little thing I would have liked to add but. Man, did they fucking nail that ending. And when you look at the show as a whole, it's like a character study. It's a crime story. And I think above both of those is kind of a love story, which is really interesting to see a love story that plays out over like 63 episodes. You just don't have, I, I can't think of another series where I would say like that series was a love story. You know, and so it's, it's a unique long form love story where you really feel like you understand where the two characters are coming from. And that would be between, you know, Jimmy and, and Kim. Right. Um, it was so good, man. I fucking restarted the series. I was just so bummed out. But I didn't have any more to look forward to. And I was like, fuck it. You know, the first five seasons are on Netflix. I'm already at the end of season four. So <laughs> clearly... I really enjoyed Better Call Saul. Um, I hope question. one day you get a ch- chance to check it out, Chris. Yeah, so question for you on that. Like, So I saw the first two seasons. Yeah. If I just... And I saw them when they came out, like, so yeah. years ago now. If I skipped those and just started back on season three... Yeah. Would I be fine? Like, could you'd, I just go three, mostly, four, five, and then You'd six? mostly be fine. You'd mostly be fine. But... Okay. You know, it, it's interesting to me because especially season one and two, as I was watching them, I'm like, man, I don't remember most of this. And because um, they came like the show started in like 2015, it started a long time ago. Right. Um, 
But this thing, like, there are things in the last season, like, there's there's a couple characters that show up that play a part in the last season. Not a major part, but you're, like, you're supposed to know who these characters, the Kettlemans, are. And I'm like, I had no idea. And, you know, my friend was telling me, you don't remember the Kettlemans? They, like, were embezzling money from their company. I'm like, dude, I don't remember a oh. goddamn thing you're talking about. Did, you like, and, yeah, and they were being investigated, right? And yeah, yeah, they come back. And so it's a minor thing that... It's it's a thing that happens in one. It's not like major plot point of the final season, but there's a lot of like little things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I don't want to tell you one way or another. Just uh, make sure you see it. So I don't want to be like you have to start over from the beginning. I will say this: being able to watch, like to binge those seasons, it, the pacing feels not as slow as it did waiting week to week and year to year. Like. It's like, yeah, season one or two are pretty slow, but, like, I don't know. With being able to just let it pl- the next episode play, it, it's it, they go quick. Okay. Um, I think it picks up in season three for sure. Yeah, I th- Season I think... three is when, like, Gus is back, and it gets, you know, there, you have all that shit going on, too. Like, Gus is a major character in it. Um, I think some of my problem was, I mean, not that it's a problem. Like, I don't have any problem watching week-to-week TV, but because it was kind of this slower pace for those first two seasons, yeah, yeah. it was like, I don't know, like, nothing seems to really be building up yet. Well, like, and I know it does eventually. It was just well, that's that's where I kind of stopped off at. The, the good thing here is you know that it, I'm telling you, it's going to pay off. You finish that series, you'd be like, that was amazing. Like, nice. I, I personally, and I'm not alone on this, but I really do think it's better than Breaking Bad. Like, and I, that might spoilers. The, 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 like, the back half of the final season mm-hmm. is all in black and white, and it's in the future. So it acts as a proper ending to Breaking Bad and kind of a sequel to Breaking Bad. Um, and I think it's a it's a much better ending than the the ending we got in Breaking Bad. It really deals with the fallout of the things that that you know Walter and Jesse and Jimmy did, Saul did, you know. Right. And actually, God, I feel like I'm saying too much, but it like kind of changes how you look at that dynamic between those three characters, like where you start to think that. Jimmy played a Jimmy slash Saul played a bigger role than than the way you saw it on Breaking Bad. I don't know if that makes sense, but <laughs> yeah, I could, it's, I, kind of, I, it's kind of a retconning, but it's also you know when you see a story from someone else's perspective, it's going to be different, you know. Right. Um, I guess I'll just leave it at that. All I can tell you, dude, is if you finish it, like we'll talk after. I guarantee you're going to be like, dude, that was fucking worth it, and you know. For what it's worth, like I honestly would go into like season four not remembering much of season three because the breaks were so long. So you could just go in at season three, I guess. And you'll okay. figure out. It's up that that I'll leave up to you. But I, I, I mean, would, like, I would, like obviously, I would like that. I remember parts of it. I remember the yeah. Kettlemans, and you know, I think if they you remember the Kettlemans and, and hid. They hid it. They went camping behind their house. Yes. yes. <laughs> okay, so if you remember that, you remember it way better than me. I remembered none of that. Um. So, and you, you remembered their names, so you you have better memory than me. So you might be good. All right. Um. But yeah, I I can't recommend it enough, Chris. Like you, you'll love it. I don't think there was any dissatisfied customers. 
All right. Nice. So I have a couple more movies. Probably have more than I'm forgetting. I've been busy. Watcher. Seen Watcher. Or have you heard of Watcher? I don't know. I Micah, think I've heard of it, but. Micah Mick, what's her name? The chick from It Follows, Micah Monroe or Micah Monroe. Really like her. She's very pretty. She's the star of this. And she, it's a very familiar story. Her, her husband gets a job in Romania. She goes along with, she's spending all day in their condo. And there's a guy across the way watching her. Is he some sort of creep or is it in her head? That's kind of, that's the premise. Okay. Uh, getting a lot of people, like, get a lot of notice. Like, a lot of people, I think a lot of people are like me. They really like Mike Monroe. I mean, she is she's beautiful. She's a great actress. Um, she's, you know, I've heard of this one. Yeah, she's some of the reason I really love It Follows and the Guest. She's so photogenic, you know. But um, a lot of people are like, like saying this is like Hitchcock and just great movie. And I thought it was just okay. Really, okay. like it was, it was watchable. It was something to watch. Didn't blow me away in the slightest. Nothing really like surprising about it. Like I don't know, is the guy or isn't the guy? You know what I mean? That's it. That's the only question. That's really like, you know, is she crazy or is the guy actually like some some killer or something? You know, um, it's okay. You know, a three star. Like, but I'd say go in with that type of expectations. Maybe you'll come away liking it more. But I even have like. Uh, friend Nelson, who he's not a big horror movie person, was like, "This movie fucking rules." And I told him, "I don't know, it's kind of slow, man. Not a lot going on." And as I was watching it, and he's like, "You're fucking crazy, dude!" From the jump, it was great. I was like, "I, I don't know." So I, I feel like maybe I was in the wrong mood. I didn't. I did not love it. Like I, I did not. It's not bad. It's fine. Like it's one of the better things you could watch on Shutter recently. A lot of like the original stuff is. Not it's, great, you know. It's been it's been a weak year for them. Yeah. But yeah, I think I I did see this. Um, actually, I don't think I saw it on Shutter because I don't think I've opened Shutter recently. But <laughs> I found it's on out, Amazon. It's like a six dollar rental. But I, I was yeah. waiting. I knew it was coming to Shutter, so I was waiting. Evidently, like it's also on the Roku channel, and I didn't okay. know I didn't know Roku had their own channel. Yeah. But my wife has a Roku in our bedroom, and so I had learned that they have originals or whatever, like their own channel there. And I think that's where I saw it and heard about it from. So, mm. um, I'm if it's on Shutter, that's easier for me to watch. I can watch it on my big TV. So yeah, and it's, I may just watch it there. It's okay, you know. It's again to me, I'll watch anything she does. So if there's that. Yeah. Uh, New David Cronenberg film, Crimes of the Future. I'm glad you bit the bullet on this one. I, this is another one where, like, actually, I think I'm right about this one. I think all the fucking people, because it got pretty tepid, like, oh, not his best, but it's great to see Cronenberg back doing his fucking thing and doing the body horror. And I'm like, the lot of what I heard, yes. You guys are giving him a pass because this film is fucking trash. Like, it's so fucking boring and just. Like, nobody... Like, you don't buy anything. Like, nobody talks like a human being. None of the conversations they have sound like 
conversations a human being would have. The premise is not that interesting. It's like, oh, people are evolving, so they're developing new organs. Isn't that, like, and, oh, oh like, they can't, uh, like, it has, like, several different things going on. Like that, but like, no, 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 like, like, why is that interesting? Like, okay, they're developing new organs. Why is that interesting? Like, and it doesn't answer that. Like, oh, the, you know, there's, there's these people that can eat plastic. Okay, and you know what I mean? Like, right. And you know, they try to make a point about that, about oh, you know, that's we're like evolving to eat our waste. And I guess there's like a nugget of something that's interesting in that. Like, oh, okay, yeah, we can eat plastic now. Great. But, like, dude, it's just so wooden and boring. And Vigo Mortensen walking around the entire time in a fucking cloak for no reason when everyone else dresses normal. Like, why is this guy wearing a cloak? Like, that was, like, to me, that was, like, the cherry on top, like, that, like, pushed me over into being super annoyed. Because I'm like, why, dude? What are the choices you made in this? So I, I, I do feel like... Time will be on my side on this one. I feel like just sometimes it's time to hang it up, man. Like, and I think you know, I don't know. Maybe I'm not the biggest Cronenberg fan ever. I really like some of his early stuff more, and his later stuff. I just when he got all serious again, like Eastern Promises and shit, just didn't do much for me. You know, he's trying to do like these more serious dramas. This is supposed to be him returning to his roots and. I think his son did it better, and I think Julia DeCorno, like the 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 girl who did Titan last year, mm-hmm. way better, way better movie, dude, way more interesting. And even that, like that movie, you're like, what is this trying to say, right? Right. But that one is like way more interesting, and like there's a human element to Titan where there's a core human interaction, like it's two people caring for each other that are fucked up. This movie doesn't have that. It does have Kristen Stewart acting horny throughout it, so like that is like the only it's like the one thing that I'm like I, like I still think I might want to watch yeah, this movie. Yeah, yeah. Like I love her, I love her so much. Um, but yeah, it's my opinion. Like Crimes of the Future might be the worst movie from 2022 that I've watched. So I, I did not like it. All right, um, and I guess I'll throw one more out there, and we won't get into it too much because we're going long on this, but I did see The Gray Man on Netflix, which was like their big, I think their biggest budget movie ever. Uh, it's like their big action movie with... Uh, Is that the Russo Brothers? Yes, the Russo Brothers. This type of thing I would usually skip, but um, it had uh, Ryan Gosling in the main role and who was playing the villain? Chris Evans, I think. Yeah. was playing the villain, and this movie got trashed to hell and back by critics being very like snarky and smug about it. And honestly, dude, it was fine. Like I I enjoyed it. Am I going to remember it? You know, a year from now, is it going to make my top 10 list? No, but like it was totally fine. It's a, it's a Netflix movie. It was better than a lot of like that in my opinion like it's better than some of like the Netflix action movies that they put out. Like I thought it was better than Day Shift. I mean, a different type of movie. Yeah. I thought it was better than, like, The Old Guard, which I did not care for. Like, I thought it was actually semi-decent. And, honestly, it felt like a... kind of like a Mission Impossible type thing. Like, obviously not as good as that. The action's not as good. 
Right. Nothing original with the plot, but um, I don't know. Kept my attention. Cool big stars. Um, Chris Evans having a ton of fun playing the villain. I don't know. It was all right. Again, it's not like not high priority, but I just I wanted to mention it because I do feel like people came down. Like critics came down way too hard on it. Like it was fine, dude. I think that that's one that like they wanted to hate it. Yeah, pe- like. And I get it's it, right? Like, wanted they, to like crimes of the future, they wanted to hate. Yeah, and one, it's yeah. and it's it's a hundred percent because it's a, it's a Netflix movie and Russo it's, Brothers. It's a Russo Brothers movie, and it's a Russo Brothers movie for Netflix. Like, if it was a Russo Brothers movie in theaters, they might be okay with it. Because I remember that what the uh, Twenty One Bridges or something that one got okay reviews. I don't think um, it was loved, and and just the Marvel. The Marvel thing, the Marvelness yeah. of like people are like critics and myself as well are kind of way over the Marvel shit. So it's like, but again, yeah, like, I mean, this is they, not this is its own thing. Like I don't know, it's fine. It was good. Like the yeah. action, not again, not as amazing, but is is an okay time. People I was definitely people definitely want to hate on Netflix. Like I'm seeing it like and, and Amazon too. Like I'm already seeing it with uh, that that new Lord of the Rings. Uh, Series, yeah, it's not even out yet. Like, people are like, "This is awful." Like, well, if, you that, the, if you read the replies, there is a streak of racism, very strong, running through that. Where it's like, they put black characters in Lord of the Rings. It's like, so what, dude? Right? Are you like, fucking kidding me? It's okay. Everything. It's like, dude, if you put a woman or a person of color in it, it's woke. It's like, no, dude. Right. Yeah, but, I mean, that was up. that was like, I'm prey mostly escaped it because like it got drowned out by by the positive. But how much? Yeah, people loved it. Yeah, same amount of like that same bullshit was there underlying with prey. Like, oh, it's like you know, she's a Mary Sue, and um, oh yeah, I shared like, a meme that people are trying to take off with him like you guys don't get shit like you when you go into everything with that very lazy like it's not even criticism to like call something woke it's just right people have, these people have been brainwashed shitty. they've been brainwashed by fucking youtube and dumb fucking right-wing shit but when you go in with like that type of thinking you're missing the point of prey and predator like yep. you really are like <laughs> There's a reason why she was able to take him on and the guys with all the guns didn't. By the way, did you notice how Arnold killed it at the end? It wasn't with guns and shit. Like, it was using his smarts. Anyways, a little rant about I, I, One thing I hate about being in, like, horror groups on, uh, on Facebook and being on Facebook in general is a lot of, you know, the people, oh, woke, woke, like, really just idiotic people. But the funny thing is, they always get tear- like torn apart by like a million other people who are like, "Shut the fuck up!" <laughs> so it's kind of evens out pretty well. <laughs> I'm glad people are standing up to some of these people because, like, I, oh, all- dude, I often they're way outnumbered. The- they're way outnumbered. Yeah, I often see the oh, don't engage with them. No, you you need to you need to tell them to shut the fuck up. That's like, about as deep as I usually get with it. Just shut the fuck right. up. Right. You don't need to debate with them. It's, yeah. You're wrong. Shut oh, that's the fuck kind of up. do that. Like, do that. What, were you scared to debate me? I'm like, dude, I'm not going to debate with an idiot. Right. I'm you're a moron. You. I'm yeah. not getting involved with yes. this. <laughs> I could explain it to you six ways to Sunday, but we're good. I just want to tell you, you're fucking stupid. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> that's how you got to deal with these fucking people. 
Anyways, uh, there's my little political rant. Uh, let's get into some movies that I don't think really have a lot of politics. Some accidentally, oh, I think. Oh, well, maybe maybe in the, <laughs> in the maybe maybe in uh, well, yes, a little bit there, but also may, maybe a little bit in the uh, the the sequel. All right, we'll get into it. We're gonna talk about the Blob movies, and we're gonna start with the Blob from 1958, the original. Dave, Doc Hallen's been killed. Doc Hallen, what happened? It's over at his place. You gotta come now. Oh, wait a minute, Steve. Tell us what happened. Well, I'm trying to tell you. Now this thing had killed the Doc. Well, what was it? Stop with it, kid. But it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a mass that keeps getting bigger and bigger. It. Every one of you watching this screen, look out. Because soon, very soon, the most horrifying monster menace ever conceived will be oozing into this theater. Two teenagers see it first, like a falling star from outer space. Boy, that was close. Hey, come on. I want to see if I can find it. An old man finds it, touches it, and this is the shocking result. From then on, there's no stopping the blob as it spreads from town to town. It's indestructible. It's indescribable. Nothing can stop it. This town is in danger. How can it be stopped? Mob hysteria sweeps one city. Before long, the nation, and then the world could fall before the blood-curdling threat of the Bob. Starring Steve McQueen and a cast of exciting young people. This is directed by Irvin Yaworth, or Yaworth, written by Kay Lineker and Theodore Simonson, based on a story by Irving H. Milgate. This came out on September 12th, 1958, so one of the older movies we've done, um, and had a budget of 110000 kind of amazing to me, uh, and box office $4 million, so you know, by my math, that's a pretty big hit. Um, yeah, I mean, at that time, sure, that was yeah. huge. That's a huge budget too, mind you. Uh, at that, like, we go one hundred ten thousand. That's nothing. Like, but uh, yeah. one hundred ten thousand in nineteen fifty eight is that's pretty a multi million dollar and you know, a four million film. box office off that. Really yeah. good, man. Like huge, huge film. Um, and it's endured because if when you see. Like uh, compilations or clips of 1950s horror movies, The Blob is one that always shows up, you know? Um, I think there's a good reason for that, too. Um, okay, okay. Um, we'll we'll get into that. Oh, we'll get into it? Okay. Um, I'm going to say this before we get into like The Blob itself. I would say that this is the decade, the 50s, I'm least familiar with, man. Because as far as I know, it was a time where... A lot of like reacting to World War II and the nuclear bomb and all that, and just entering that new age, and then got a lot of like monster movies, like giant ants and you know, uh, yeah, creature from the black lagoon. That's what, I've seen. Yeah, that's what I've seen, but it was a lot. There was also beyond the famous ones, there was a lot of cheap monsters or alien invasion movies, right? And mm-hmm. uh, it, as far as I can tell, probably, you know, like I said, when we did, um, 
think when we did the shark episode, like a lot of like standing around and talking mostly, and kind of boring. But again, I, I'm yeah. I'm saying that as someone who, again, I think like I'm more familiar with the 40s, the 30s, the 20s than the 50s. I think the 50s is the one I know the least of. You did you see a lot of like um, 50s like alien or monster movies growing up you like more familiar than me with this or no not really like i mean i i obviously know the you know the famous ones like uh attack of the 50 foot woman and Mm -hmm. um the fly like the original fly i've seen the fly but Uh, i saw it recently uh like invasion of the body snatchers creature from the black lagoon okay um, like so, stuff like that, like I, yeah, those are the good ones. <laughs> Godzilla, yeah, like the the yes, big stuff, like yes. the stuff that you would actually like. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I mean, I didn't have cable growing up as a kid, but um, for most most of as a kid, but Sundays they would show like films on like one of the yeah. local stations, and like that's where I would catch them. Like yeah, catch some like old horror films. Like, you know, it's where I watched a lot of Halloween and Halloween too as well. But yeah, sure. they would show classics. Uh, every every once in a while, and those were yeah. the, big, the big ones. I remember being at my grandparents' as a very young kid and catching Invasion of the Body Snatchers, the 50s one, and loving it. I I, I think maybe the 70s one is better, but like the, the one that existed in my head for most of my life was the 50s one. I didn't see the 70s one until much later. Um, But yeah, so I've seen like the big ones. Creature from the Black Lagoon, I think, is great too, but um. I've not seen most of, or a lot of the, the garbage, and I've not seen this for some reason. Never saw the original The Blob. It's part of the reason that that I chose to do this. The other part of the reason is because I really like the 80s one and, and wanted to rewatch it. Um, but yeah, let's get into this. It, it starts with uh, this song as the credits are playing, which I really enjoyed. <laughs> Very 50s. Um, sounding song where they're singing about beware the blob. Um, I don't know. I got kicked out of that. I don't know about you. Yeah, it was neat. Um, like, get you in the mood. Uh, it starts with these teenagers. They're parked, looking at like a shooting star. Um, Steve McQueen in the starring role, I guess, as his first movie. He doesn't look a day under forty-five years old. Playing, oh, yeah, um, that was high my school. Big note on this is like, yeah. He does not look like a high school student at all. <laughs> he not only looks like a grown man, he carries himself like a grown man. I like, think there's he's, no attempt. He's 28 when when this was released, or he so looks he way looks older. older than 28. He, yeah, he looks older than me. He looks older. I'm 40 years old. He looks older than me. Yeah. Um. I, I and yeah. Again, I don't think he does anything to like convince me that he's younger. Like he doesn't. Yeah, well, um, they actually, I just was looking at the Wikipedia before we started, and he got like bad reviews. Like, he was one of the things that people didn't like about the movie. Obviously, he wasn't a star yet, he became a big deal. But, um, anyways, this shooting star, there's an old man that finds the meteorite. He's kind of like a hermit or a hobo, right? He like lives in a shack out in yeah. the fucking woods. He pokes it with a stick, it cracks open. Um, the blob kind of like gets on the stick and like kind of like crawls, like shoots up to his hand. And honestly, I was kind of surprised by how good the effect was there. Yeah. And I, I so mentioned earlier, like, I think there's a good reason this film kind of sustains itself. The special effects are really, really good in this film. 
uh, for yeah. a film that is like what uh, yeah. 60, 70 years old almost. Like, I I don't think really there's good. a ton. I don't think there's like a ton of them. I think there's things that do look bad, but this this first introduction to the Bob I think is aged really well. Like, yeah. I think it's as good as some of the stuff in the '88 version, which we'll get to. But like. I was like right away, like wow, like I'm surprised how good that looks. Um, for, for good, considering it's a movie from 1958, like this is not something that like you you even saw on the regular in films in like you know the late 70s in sci-fi films. Like it wasn't probably until like Star Wars or Alien that like you know special effects really got good. Yeah. This looks decent, yeah, for, for what it's trying to do. It is pretty cool. Like sometimes it does look like jelly coming through holes and stuff. But yeah, yeah. but uh, I mean that's, that's what it's supposed to look like, right? Um, they he, the this couple, this young teenage couple, comes across the old guy in the middle of the road. They bring him to the small town doctor, right? I think I'm getting the order right. Yeah. And then they like leave. There's a super long part where they're like talking about racing some of like the other friends. I don't know why they they decided to. They should have had like this should have been like first before they ran it. Like it just doesn't it feels weird to me. Like they should have had like setting up who the teenagers are and then they run into this guy, but instead it's like they go and race one of their friends, which like has nothing to do with anything. Um then they go back to the doctor. I don't know, I don't know if the movie goes back to the doctor or they go back to the doctor. But the blob is like spreading all over this guy. Yeah, the movie goes back to the doctor. So like the doctor calls his assistant back. Um, yeah. To, to help. And so she comes in and the the blob I guess it's eaten the dude. Like it's covered him completely. And then it attacks her and attacks him. And um that's when I guess for whatever reason Steve McQueen's character and and his girlfriend go back to the doctor's house to check on them. Yeah, because like they're off. They like find where the meteor crashed. Um, they find the old man's house and this and that. But all the friends are like, "Let's go see the movies. Let's go to a midnight show." Yeah. And for whatever reason, McQueen and his girlfriend decide to go back. And I think it's like you see. The doctor getting attacked like through the window kind of thing. Yes. Um but then <sighs> a lot of the rest of the movie is I think the the cops show up and then like the kids are like the kids, Steve McQueen and his girlfriend, like they're in trouble for like smashing up his house even though they didn't do it. And a lot of the rest of the movie is that classic thing where like the kids know what is going on and they're trying to convince the adults that, you know, something supernatural is happening or, you yes. know, outside like, of what you understand as reality, right? Something's weird going on. We don't know what, but something weird is going on and you guys think that we did it, but we didn't and we're telling you something bad is is happening. Like they set off a siren, they gather the whole town. And he's trying to like convince everyone, um, but yeah, I feel like that's a lot of the movie. And like I said it's, at the, it's, the top, it's a short film. 
yeah, it's short, but I said at the top, like, a lot of these, like, creature features and stuff from this time, it's like, dude, it's mostly talking, and I was a little bit, me personally, I was a little bit bored with this. I was just like, all right, like, I get it. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, though, uh, there's, like, the where the other friends went in the theater, that's where, like, the blob has, like, grown big. It's kind of where we get, our, like, our big finale on this, right? Well, like it starts like, yeah, um, it, it it attacks the movie theater. It attacks the movie theater. Then, it, like everyone, you know, there's pandemonium. Like people are coming out of the movie theater. The blob comes out of the theater doors. <laughs> this little kid tries shooting it with a cap gun, um, and actually, like he like kind of triggers like the end of the movie because then the kid runs in this diner, and our characters go in there after him, right? Right. As the blob is rolling up on the diner, the cops come up with this plan. Um, like the people, like the people inside the diner go to the basement. The cops like shoot down the power lines onto the diner to like fry the blob. Yep. And I swear to God, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. This part is like animated, but they drew. It doesn't uh, look like real so, at all. So it looks like what they did was they, you know, they filmed the diner or set. And then drew over the film. And then, yes, right? yeah. yeah. I, I actually thought it looked pretty good for for what it was. It's, um, I mean, it's telling. Like it's it's animated. Like I I was like, it was in my opinion like one of the worst special effects shots in the movie. Um, I mean, it's I, I'll kind of get into this at the end. Like, there's a certain charm to this, right? Um, and I guess that's part of it. But like, it's not. I I don't think it's a good effect. I don't know. Um, yeah, it was. I mean, I thought it was fine. Like, yeah, I could see where you were like, "This doesn't well, work at all." But yeah. older movies would do that. If it, if the special effect was too hard to do, you would just animate it, like basically draw over and like do it. Yeah. Um, and, and I think like even in like the eighties, they're doing stuff like that, but it just looked way better. Um, I mean, yeah, you're you're thirty years yeah. removed, right? You can do you can do a little bit more at that point. You have computers. Yeah. Um. That, but. Frying it does nothing. Um, and the people inside fight off the blob with a fire extinguisher. They like yell at the people outside to get fire extinguishers, and then so like everyone kills or you know shrinks and suspends the blob with by like freezing it, right? Yeah. Um, they <laughs> then they send it to the Arctic, and uh, there's like a line. Ah, oh, it should be good then. And I think Steve McQueen says it, where he's like, "Well, as long as the Arctic stays frozen." Yeah, I thought that was good, like because I, don't I mean, think and, he knew that no, shit back then, right? Not like, at all. So it's just very telling that, like, you know, sixty years later, uh, the Arctic is melting, and it, if, if they did any of this shit, we're fucked. Like, <laughs> it's interesting because it's like a thing that's like a throwaway line that's a, kind of like a joke, and but. It's like aged better than it was when it came out. You know what I mean? And if you wanted to do a straight sequel to this now, you could do that and be like, the the, the Bob unfroze and it's coming back. It's coming through the ocean. Um, but yeah, but the final shot is it being dropped there. Um, I don't know. What do you think? I th- it sounds like you like this a little more than me. Yes. Like, I, I mean, I enjoyed the special effects in the mm. film. Um, I th- I thought they held up 
pretty well. I was impressed by them. Like like for it for a movie from you know sixty plus years ago, I was like, this works. Uh, I I mean I I agree with you. Like I don't think they're as effective today as uh, they probably were then. But um, yeah, it's entirely watchable piece of history. It probably blew people's minds back then. And again, yeah, I think the first. It attacking the homo's hand or whatever, fucking awesome. Yeah, su- super cool looking. Um, I mean that the story is very simplistic, like you said. Yeah. I think it does enough. Um, I think there's like some good foreshadowing, like that. At one point, uh, Steve McQueen and and the girl they hide in like a uh, a meat locker or something, and the it, it recedes from them, uh, which is yeah. a scene that's repeated in, in the. I was gonna say that, the, yeah. The I was surprised uh, by how much they pull from that original. From it really the original was. Yeah. I really, I really thought the remake was kind of its own thing, but surprisingly, the remake uh, it kind of sticks to this a little bit. It's just new characters and stuff. Yeah, there's um, a little bit more we'll, we'll talk about in the in the remake, yeah. but um, like th- this stays way more simplistic than the remake does. But I think they're both uh, a little thin. I think they're both. Yeah, not a lot a going bit. on. But, but they're special. special effects, um, you know, monster movies, and that's okay. I think. Yeah, I'm I, okay with it. I thought it was perfectly fine. I was like, yeah, this this is a decent watch. Um, yeah. I don't know if I would sit down and watch it again, but like, yeah, th- this is a you know, for yeah. if you are a history fan, if you're a fan of film history, yeah, and a fan fan of horror history, like it, it's something you should probably watch because it, it's it's well worth it. Well, like it. It's not going to be like, oh, this is awful yeah. because it's old. Like, oh, it's it's a watchable film, and I think you'll be impressed with some of the stuff they did. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's well worth your time, especially if, like you said, if you're a buff, if you want to know your history. Uh, it, for me, it was nice to finally see the original because I, in my entire life, had only known the the '80s version. So, but what? Anything else you want to add, or you just want to do rating, or? No, I mean, aside from, I mean, we, we mentioned it, aside from Steve McQueen looking like he's like 40 years old in this yeah. film, which I know is a thing that, that they often do. Like, you know, we were growing up, 902 and 0 was a big show. And, you know, they had like 30 ah, and 35 year olds playing teenagers. At, but I'm sorry, you look at like the like the Friday the 13th movies when we were kids, like they look at their like 30 or 25, 30. They do yeah. that. Dude, Steve McQueen is an he old 28. Old, right. Like he looks he like he could be different. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah. And I, I actually, I could see where people are like, Oh, he's not good. Like, he, I mean, he's not bad either, but um, he is not the draw of this film. It is. It's, it's the blob. Like yeah. the blob is what you're watching this movie for. So yeah, go go watch it though. I think it's def- <laughs> definitely worth it. What's your rating? Uh, I'm gonna give it a six out of ten. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I I'm I'm cooler on it than you. I think that a lot of it I found boring. Um, like I agree with you that like the reason to watch this is for the special effects and the blob actually still looks pretty cool for 1958, like very old movie. Um, but I don't think there's enough of it. Uh, I think we get way more of it in, in the sequel or the, the reboot. There is a sequel too, I guess. Um, but, um, I don't know. It's, it's also very watchable 
in like an old timey TV kind of way, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, we we're old enough that we could kind of remember this era of TV. Like, um, like I would watch the Andy Griffith show sometimes at my grandparents' house, right? Or like very much like that. If if it was like a horror, yeah, yeah. So it's like there's a certain sort of charm and nostalgia to that old timey TV thing, and I think this has that. Um, and also, like you said, the, the effects are pretty neat. Even though I feel like they're they're kind of limited and you know spoilers. I think that in, in the remake they have to really realize what they wanted to do with the effects. Um, I'm just below you. It's I'm a five point five out of ten on the blob. If it had a mind, you could reason with it. If it had a body. You could shoot it. If it had a heart, you could kill it. Now, man is no longer the supreme being on this planet. The organism is growing at a geometric rate. By all accounts, it's at least a thousand times its original mass. Nobody believes me about what happened tonight. What did happen? You were there. You saw. Plasmic life form that hunts its prey. Predator. I want that organism alive. I think you ticked it off. No shape. So, The Blob, 1988, the remake, directed by Chuck Russell, who I believe you said last time directed Nightmare on Elm Street 3. I believe that is correct. Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. Screenplay by Frank or by Chuck Russell and Frank Darabont. Darabont would famously go on to do some of the best Stephen King adaptations, um, including The Mist, The Green Mile, and probably my favorite, Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. Um, I think they're giving the same story credit on this as the guy who originally came up with The Blob, based on the original. Um, this one came out August 5th, 1988, so... Um, Late summer release in the month that we're in right now, but a long time ago, uh, with a budget of ten million, box office of eight point two. That's a bummer. <laughs> uh, so this this was not the hit that the original uh, Blob was. Um, but this is kind of as we mentioned, sticks kind of close to the blueprint of the original Blob. Yeah. It's just kind of different characters. Like it's like they they do slightly more with the characters. Although I I also feel like it's not enough. Like it's um there's the idea of the kid from the wrong side of the tracks, right? Played by Kevin Dillon, 
slash <laughs> Donnie drama from Entourage. Yeah. Um, yeah, this might be one of his first roles. He looks completely different. He's got this long, crazy, flowing, curly hair. But he's like the motorcycle kid with the leather. And you know what I mean? Like, he's like the kid that doesn't fit in so much. He's off by himself, drinking beers and smoking cigarettes. And he ends up teaming up with like the cheerleader character played by uh, Shawnee Smith. Um, it's kind of like, in, in my opinion, it's like, there's that, there's, there's a bunch of like little like touches to the other side characters. Like there's this, I don't yeah. know why it's the most memorable scene to me, but there's a kid that has a bar in his trunk. Do you remember what I'm talking about? Here? I'm kind of mm-hmm. jumping ahead. Oh yeah. Yes. Yes, I do. Um, um very, trying, very rapey scene. Yeah, he's trying to get the the girl in his car drunk. Well, the, the one that he goes out, and he he's a creeper the entire time because yes, he's he's the one that he asks for condoms in a the the uh, pharmacy, and then blames it on his like goody goody friend back there. Who I mean, there's there's a tie to that, but uh, uh, so, none of this is very important <laughs> at all. But it was there. It's the whole. It was the most. There's like the scene I remember the most in the kid is him with this girl. And I guess I was too young. Either I was too young or attitudes were so different in the 80s because so many sex comedies were in the 80s and it was just about like get the girl drunk and get them, you know, fuck them. Like, like that's kind of like the attitude back then, I think. Like, I don't know. Like, you watch it now, and, and like, he's it, not supposed to be a good dude in this. No. But he comes off way worse in 2022. <laughs> no, and I'm sure, like, at the time, oh, he's a creepy dude. Like, he's he's the, the he's a dirtbag dude. Yeah. But, like, today it reads way worse. Like, yeah. This is really bad. Like, like, he's trying to get this girl drunk, and she, like, passes out. He's, like, reaching into her, you know, touching her tit and this and that. But when I was a kid, like, I saw this one, you know, kind of when it came out, I thought it was so cool that he had a, like, my takeaway was he had a bar in his trunk. Like, I thought that was amazing. Like, I don't know why. I was too young to drink, but I thought it was so cool. And I was so interested about what is that banaca or whatever that he, like, sprayed right. in his mouth. I, I don't know why. These are the things that stick out to me. But it's a, I guess it's an interesting way to, get, to enter into this because he immediately gets fucked, fucking killed at this scene, like, badly by the blob. Um, and that that's a big difference from the 1958 blob. People are getting fucked up in this movie. <laughs> like, there's yeah. a there's a body count. There's a body count. There's not as much talking. Like, especially when it gets going, it, it gets more and more bonkers. Um, um, but like, the most impressive thing, I think, the special effects in this. Are incredible like they still hold up uh and this is a good example of that um so he, he's trying to cop a feel he's unbuttoning her blouse reaches in to grab uh a tit the blob grabs him her face caves in like it's amazing looking and the blob comes out almost like tentacles there's a lot of times where the blob looks like the thing to me in this where it's like it turns into tentacles it looks more solid 
Yeah, it um, can kind of maneuver around and manipulate its blob-like form to create tentacles and or grabby bits and and I think like they play they play around with you know in the original blob the blob is literally just that like it is an ever expanding like blob. Yeah. In this, it's more aggressive, um, and it, it can kind of shape shift like not not like become other things, but it can like you know manipulate part of its blob like form to do yeah. those uh, tentacles, like you said. Um, it kind of like the the way it gets set up is the same. Like there is a little more getting to know the town first in this. Like it kind of feels like the beginning of a Stephen King story at the beginning of this, where you're like, oh, yeah. getting to know there's the sheriff and it's a small town, right? Um, and it, which kind of makes sense because Darabont is a big Stephen King fan. He would go on to do Stephen King shit, but. It does like that part of it. Like honestly, I just don't feel like they develop like anything enough character-wise. Like it just goes oh, a, bonkers at some a, point. Aside from you know, Flag Kevin Dillon's character, yeah, and and uh, Meg, uh, you know, the the lead actress. Everybody else in this is kind of expendable, so they spend all this time like yeah. building up like Meg's boyfriend, or you know, he's on the football team, yeah. We it builds like all that this up, yeah. and ultimately none of that shit matters because, like, it's, he is off. Like, it's it's a slasher. It's a slasher, dude. You set them up just enough so that okay, I know who this character is. I was shocked by his death, though. Like, I did not see that one coming. What was it? Oh, um, is he the first one? Uh, like, I took uh, him. We, so the the bum, yeah, and then like so, he he's like, oh my god, like they they go and they check on the bum, and the bum has basically been eaten alive. Yes. Um. And so yeah, yeah. After the introduction of this town, we get the same setup. The bum gets, you know, they find the bum in the road. They go to take him to this doctor or this hospital, I guess this time. But well, yeah, one kid sticks around there, and boy, oh boy, does he get his kill. Like is the one of the coolest kills I've fucking have ever seen, and the blob looks really liquid on him. Like I don't know how they did it. It's incredible special effects. Like it's like, like he's completely uh, engulfed or whatever by the blob, yeah. but it looks like it's moving across him. Really cool. Like I don't know, man. Like it's kind of again. I think what's cool about the original special effects. I think what's cool about this one is the special effects. But I think. This one is like way again less talking and and more fun for me. Anyways, I don't I don't know where you're landing on this yet, but um, um, yeah, and one and I mean I will say at least with the setup part, they do set up some stuff for later in the film that it is necessary because it would make little sense as to, to why things work the way they do. Um, like but, what? Like, well, so early on, uh, you know, Flag's bike is is broken, so he goes because he's trying to do some jump or something out in the woods. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking of. Is that and, what you're talking uh, about the bridge? Yeah, so he's trying to do the bridge jump, but he goes to like the uh, uh, the the uh, garage where his his buddy works to get uh the socket wrench set, and his the guy who runs the garage is working on an ice machine. 
for because it's a ski town. Oh, okay, that's where you're going with this. Uh, so, like, they tie that in because, like, it you know, very similar to the original, the blob is only stopped by cold. So this this thing that is necessary uh, to defeat the blob, which is much, you know, much bigger in this film, I might have glossed over because. <laughs> I was at the end, like, like, what is this truck they're driving around? Like, yeah, the, the, is, snow, like, the snow why would, you have a, why would you have a truck that makes snow? Like, that's not a thing, right? Like, oh, it is. Like, when it you, is when, okay. yeah. So it's like, uh, well, you live in in very flat land, but uh, uh-huh. um, if you go places that have skiing, uh, you know, it's a big part of the economy. For, yeah, for them, and so artificially, if, yeah. If there's no snow, you have to make it. So basically, it's a wood chipper that creates ice. Really, that's cool. It, man. It's basically it's basically an ice maker that chips and makes it so small that it becomes like uh, skiable. <laughs> like it makes fake snow. A fantasy element. I was no, just no, like, it's why? a real thing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, but what I was thinking of, like there are little there are little setups and payoffs. Like there's a part early on. Where he's try he tries to jump this broken bridge. It's just like a little broken bridge, and it's you know five foot drop. Yep, he and then that is that's himself. another piece too. Yeah, yeah, and then like they pay it off later. He he does it. It's like okay, um, none of that really. You know what matters is there's a part in the diner where there's a clog sink in the back of the diner. Doctor <laughs> tries plunging the sink. The blob oh, comes oh, out. That's an excellent shot. Yeah, <laughs> it grabs his head and pulls him into the sink, like down into the drain of the fucking sink, and like the the metal like starts like bending and shit. Uh, and that also in that sequence is when the, I think they start to realize that the cold might because like they do the same. They go into they the, the meat locker in the yeah, diner, the yeah. freezer, yeah, um, the walk-in freezer, and. And the the blob tries coming in under the door. The blob the blob does not like the cold. Um, like again, it, surprising. Like I was kind of surprised. Usually, when you do a remake, you try to come up with like a different way, like to surprise people who have seen the original. But I feel like maybe they thought that the original was so old here. Either they thought the original was so old that most kids going to see this in '88 wouldn't know how it played out, or they're just trying to be respectful like deferential to to the way the original played out because like yeah i think it's probably some of both right like yeah we have have a reverence for the original but also like nobody's gonna remember exactly and also the way the way the blob reacts to the cold is different in this um because in the original like when they they shoot it with ice when they when they shoot it with the the fire extinguishers or whatever it it shrinks this one it actually freezes. Like it turns into like really cool looking like pink crystals. Yes, that's another thing I like. Like just visually, like the, the pinkness of this. I mean, I guess the original had that too, but like I don't know. I love that. Like this has a more pink. textured yeah. look to it. Yeah, yeah. And just yeah, like when they like freeze it at the end, it like turns into these cool looking fucking crystals. Um. I guess there was one other element that I don't really remember being in the original that like we should talk about, which is like the fucking these government like they look like the fucking dudes from ETE showing up in like their yeah. hazmat suits. Yep, that's a completely new addition yeah. to this, and like it's weird because it's like, <laughs> sort of instead of it being like oh you know the you know in the original Blob it was just this alien thing that came down on a meteorite and we don't know what it is. 
it, this is a government experiment. Mm. <laughs> like the, the, the entire thing is a government experiment. They expected something to happen with it in space, and now they're trying to capture it because they want to weaponize it. So it's like every generic sci-fi film of like the 70s and 80s. Funny though, because like the leader of this group, this government group, is like stupid or something. Like I don't know. He like right away runs into some random kids and just starts telling them what's going on. Like usually they would not say anything. They're just yeah. like, like, yeah, yeah, this is what's going on. It's like, all right. <laughs> and he like make some bad decisions, right? Like, about how to take care of this. Um, there is a, like, near the climax before they, like, freeze it and all this, there's, like, we got running around in the sewers and shit, which I, one of my notes here is, like, anytime we go into sewers in movies, because I've never been in a sewer, is it really that fucking big, dude? It's like an underground fucking city, dude. Like, yeah, I don't know. Every, every film is like... <laughs> it's not... There's no way it's like that, right? It's just like a little fucking drainage pipe. Like, like maybe big enough for you to walk through if you're, like, kind of bending over. But, like... So I, I've... I've seen the. You ever hear of the shows like "Dirtiest Jobs in America" or "Dirtiest I, Jobs"? Yeah, yeah. I saw one that they like where they pay. Like, I mean, it's you. You pay somebody. Municipalities pay somebody to go in and clean the sewers. Like, mm. and they are not that big. <laughs> okay, I thought so, but like every time you see sewers in a movie, the Blob, uh, Alligator. Um, Friday the 13th, part eight. It's always like this huge city that, like, it's like underground this, like, labyrinth. Yeah, it's like insane. I like, it makes me want to go down into a sewer, but I know that's not how, like, I, that can't be how it is. Um, uh, but yeah, <laughs> uh, lots of crazy violence and action near the end. Like, it gets very action packed. The blob, they kind of they do the same thing. With it attacks the theater, and I actually did love. There's like a touch in this that I've always liked, where it's like these younger, like Shawnee Smith's younger brother is a big horror fan. I get him and his buddy, yeah, uh, like, like they actually to like that are going to see these movies. Um, I, I just I identify, especially when I was a kid. One thing I always loved about Friday the Thirteenth Part Four is that, um. Corey Feldman is like a horror fan in it. Like I, I just like when movies have kids that are horror fans. Because like, again, when, when I was watching these movies, I was like, "Oh, there's me." Yeah, <laughs> you get a little bit that. of. Uh, what was that, Chris? I could see that. Sure. Yeah. You get a little bit of movie within a movie too, where you get to see this the slasher movie that they're watching. Uh, but yeah, then it's the same thing where the blob like attacks the theater. They all run out, um, and just like like. The sewers and the streets, like it's popping out of the sewers, grabbing these fucking government dudes. Kevin Dillon uh, and Shawnee Smith kind of he grabs that like snow truck and I think it flips, but then they still end up getting end up freezing this blob. Yeah, so I don't know. <laughs> it it flips over and but she picks up like these uh basically these like C four explosives ooh, from ooh, ooh. and and she's gonna blow it but that's not how like i mean it works for the film but like when you logically think like 
if you were to blow that up, it just wouldn't spray ice everywhere. It's not a big vat of ice that was coming out of a fire hose. Like, it's a machine that creates the ice. <laughs> like, and if you blew it up, it would would not release cold air everywhere, make it snow. But um, it makes for a cool visual here. Yeah. I remember thinking the same thing. I was like, how does blowing it up? Yeah, whatever. But I also thought the whole thing was like a fantasy thing to begin with. I was like, yeah, hey, yeah. this thing ain't real. Snowmaker, and, um, and, and like that's not like that was something I thought of like after it's like in the moment it's a pretty cool scene uh, like yeah. it's, it's tense she gets caught trying to get over the side and and uh, Kevin Dillon has to like you know pull out his knife or something and cut her down to rescue her just in time before it explodes and I'll tell you this when I was like you know seven years old or ever watching this movie it that ending played like gangbusters I thought it was so genius that. The way to kill the blob was with with making it cold. I don't know, why, you know, because you're young, you haven't yeah, seen a lot yeah. of shit. Yeah, like everything's every story, every like uh, you know, mold story mold is new to you. So it well, was like, it, oh. it's it's also because it's simple, right? Like, yeah, it, yeah. it's believable that like it's not this outlandish thing. Oh, we have to get like a death ray or something. It's like yeah. here's something that normal Reason. people can fight back with it. Yeah. And it and it works, so it's like I could do this. Like as you as yeah. like a seven year old kid, like yeah. I, I could I could fight the blob if I yeah. had a snow machine. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. This could you imagine being seven years old and watching this movie? You said you don't know if you've seen this or not. Now that you've seen it, do you think you've seen it? No, I mean I've seen bits of it, probably like okay. some of the action sequences, but I never sat and through okay. everything. Imagine being seven years old watching this one. It's, oh yeah, wonderful, it's, it's a fucking mind blower in a way. Um, I like I, I, don't know, I guess we should like mention the one other plot point at the end here. There's this priest or this uh, reverend, right? Who kind of is like a doomsday guy. Yeah, and he's he had collected some piece of the blob in a jar earlier in the movie, I think. And so we see, like, oh, okay, we froze the blob, they put it somewhere cold, whatever. Kind of the same as the original. But then you have this reverend out there who's preaching the end of times, and he's he's got the blo- the blob like in the jar. So you're like, oh, something's yeah, gonna happen. I think they were definitely uh, trying to, uh, yeah, uh, it, yeah it, set up a sequel. Leave the door, yeah, like this is an easy way to set up the sequel. Unfortunately, like I guess the movie was not a hit. It, it's very fondly remembered now. Like it's uh, anyone that saw it back then loves it. Uh, it's got. I actually watched this on a Scream Factory, like really nice Scream Factory Blu-ray release with lots of really cool extras, uh, great cover and all that, great transfer. Um, and people love it. I, I remember when I mentioned that we were doing this. Uh, Rachel, Javi's wife, was like, "Oh fuck yeah!" <laughs> like. Great That's pick cool. because of this. Uh, so it has its fans, and I, I, I count myself among them. But I guess I'm interested to hear your thoughts because uh, this is kind of a first time for you. Yeah, and I I honestly wish I had watched this before the 1958 one. Okay. I, I saw you say that. I was wondering why. It's. Like I mean, there are things about it that I that I like more. Like the, I think the gore effects are great; they're really cool, and and it is fun. Like it is a fun movie, but I also think the fifty eight one is fairly fun for what it is. Um, but like it's so similar, and I watched them oh. back to back, 
that it was like, oh, like, well, oh, like you like literally back to back, like you finished the blob. Well, like, like, like I watched, I watched the blob and then like the next day, the I next watched, day. Okay. Yeah. And it's like, this is very like, I mean, it's not note for note, but it's very similar. And all they really changed, like they just upgraded the blob to like cool jello monster that like, you know, rampages through this town. Yeah. And that's cool. But it was like, this is so close to the original that it's like, I wish I had some space between them or I'd watch this one first. You feel like I, you're watching the same story, like story wise. Yeah, it's, 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 it's very similar. And like, like you know, I, I don't dislike it. It's just like, I wasn't like blown away by it. And I think if I had saw this one first and then gone back and watched the 58 one, I could still respect the 58 one. But I think I would have been yeah. like, a little bit higher on the 88 one. Uh-huh. Um, whereas it's like, okay, they literally remade the blob, oh, added cool. in like the military industrial, you know, thing. A little more it. character. And, like, uh, again, yeah. they have like the wrong side of the tracks teaming over the cheerleader thing, which I don't think was really a thing in the original. No, like, they don't I mean, do a lot with that. Like, you don't learn a lot about his character. Like, right. Like, I mean, like, they're, they're similar to the original film. Like, these are paper thin characters. It's just. Yeah. I, I do think it's interesting that Darabont, uh, you know, made Kevin Dillon into, he basically made Kevin Dillon into like Steve McQueen, like in his later films, like, yeah. um, which I thought was, you know, an interesting choice. Uh, but yeah, I don't, don't dislike it. I enjoyed, you know, watching it. It just was not, it did not, you know, Oh, like this is, this is why everybody is into the blob. Like, <laughs> I, I came away with like 19, 1958 is like, all right, I can see why people enjoyed this. And same with this one. It just didn't catch me as much. Okay. Uh, rating. Uh, it's the same. Uh, it's six, six, six out of 10. Uh, right. uh, I definitely like, if you are a fan of like practical effects though, I, it is definitely, uh, I recommend. Yeah. I, you know me, Gorehound, um, and this movie delivers on that, but while oh, also sure. while also feeling like light enough that like kind of mainstream audience could enjoy too. Like it's just not, it's just kind of fun. I, I really think this is a fun movie and gory and ridiculous uh, '80s monster movie with I think some of the best special effects of the decade. Like I put these effects up there with the thing. Like I think that. Maybe the thing's a little bit better, but it's also just like super impressive. Yeah, trying to do these effects, like these blob effects, like you're I dealing with like a liquidy substance. Like the thing probably gets like a bigger. The thing is a better movie overall, right? So it's oh for sure, no uh, context. <laughs> but, but yeah. I did not get into the thing into the thing until recently. Like I did not see the thing when I was a kid. Oh really? Like, yeah, I got so. into it, and the first time I saw the thing, I was like, "Yeah, whatever." Like when I was like probably twenty or so, I was like, "Yeah," and like each time I watch the thing, I'm like, "There's something there." Like, there's really something yeah. there, and uh, and the special effects in that are so oh, good, and sure. it's like they're really good in this, but like that's kind of really all this has. It's mm-hmm. like it has fun sequences and cool there's special effects. Here. Yeah, there's yeah. not. Uh, Again, I don't know what you thought the political elements were. So I like I you know them adding in the military to it. Yeah, um, sure. And, and it being like 
we're going to, you know, we're basically we're going to quarantine this town. Yeah. This town is expendable. A little bit of the crazies. Yeah, the, yeah. the crazies there. And then at the end, like, maybe not political, but like with the reverend, like having snuck off like a the piece whole, of the blob yeah. and like, like yes, like yeah. the, the end is coming. Like, yeah, it's coming because you're going to unleash it, you fucking crazy motherfucker. <laughs> like, like you can definitely read into that what you want. Like, to me, it was like, yeah, like these these religious people bring this shit upon themselves. Uh, they they preach doom and gloom, and they're they're the reason it happens. So, yeah, I I I, I think you could definitely, if you're in a college class, you could come up with some shit for these views. But yeah, I I think that to me, like this movie is just super fun popcorn entertainment, and really. It goes hard with the gore and the violence and the nonsense and doesn't have much to say. Um, and I'm like stuck between a 7.5 and an 8. My heart says 8. My head says 7.5. I'm going to let you kind of like influence my decision here. I'm going to come down as a 7.5. But it really is one of like the more fun movies of the 80s, I think. Um, but that leaves us here because I'm clearly coming down on the remake as the better one, and you are giving a similar rating for both of them. So where do you land? I think I land on the original, and it's okay, really just comes as as you said. Like I gave them both the same score. Came up with it. Yeah, it's like I just like I watched both of these kind of back to back, and that was the first one I saw. So um, wow, that's where like. I think they're very, very close. Like for you must not person. quite be as much of a gore hound as me, because to me it's just like just yeah, I can, I can definitely see where you're like the, <laughs> like the gore puts it over the top. I can definitely oh, see that. Easy, like, easy. Sure. like there's no contest, and I think the first one's kind of boring. But uh, well, that means we have to go to the poll, which <laughs> I'm sorry to tell you, Chris, hundred percent for the the Bob remake. Good, good. No, nobody said go. the original. I win, do think, I just want to say, I think that these days, most horror fans have probably seen the remake over, like, there, there's probably more people who have seen the remake than the original. I, I yeah, do there's, there's a weird contingent of, and I'm not, like, deep, I'm not, certainly not as deep into film Twitter as you are. There is a yeah. weird contingent of film Twitter, though, that does not like movies that are old. Like, yeah. even, like well, they're, I mean, they're getting to a point where, like, even '88, like some people are like that's too old. Like, which is wild to me because, like, to me, the '80s feels so modern. Like those movies, like, oh yeah, like this feels modern to me for the most part. Like they don't have cell phones or anything, but it looks fine to it, me. It's a timeless film. Like that is one thing about the '58. Like that film feels like it's from the 50s like feels like old timey tv like i say yeah like this looks like it could be any small town in america like last week like you know if you handed them cell phones it would not change anything i watched robocop looks like it fucking came out today man to me like it looks yeah like you could kind of see the seams on the stop motion but i'll take that over some of the cg stuff that gets done so it's like you know um but yeah, uh, fuck, we're getting old. <laughs> Anyways, it looks like the Blob remake comes out on top. Sorry, Chris, but um, it was fun for me seeing the original for the first time and getting you to check out the remake. 
Might what have to you? check out Beware the Blob. Might might have to give that a go. Yeah, the sequel to the Yeah, just just yeah. wrap wrap it up. See see the whole thing. Yeah, you never know. It could be good. I I heard nothing about it, but um what do you got for us next month, Chris? All right. Um so we're we're we're, we're going with the devil. I like the uh, devil on this one. Uh and a, a pair of it's a, they're both from 1999. A okay. pair of films starring Gabriel Byrne. I think I know one of these. So Maybe. First is the Arnold Schwarzenegger film End of Days. Yeah, I've never uh, seen it. Okay. Uh, and then the other one is uh, Stigmata, which is... Um, the, these both came out around the same time. Similar ideas. Uh in in which uh you know it's it's you know christian imagery mm-hmm. based around horror um one is certainly more of one stars arnold schwarzenegger so yeah <laughs> uh ne- heard... neither are like hugely well-revered films uh, people but... have, there's fans of uh especially i think other days maybe but i've heard a bunch about both of these never seen either one of them all right. Well, I'm glad I could give you a pair of yeah. uh, for first time watches. Surprised so. you didn't throw in like the Devil's Advocate too, or something. Like, let's do a third. I was looking at it like yeah, it yeah. was something. There. I was like, I. Hmm. But then I was like, you know, Gabriel Byrne was in both of these movies. They both came out around the same time. I have not revisited them in the 23 years since they they released. Yeah. Um. So I kind of want to see how they hold up today, and. Um, you know, both both have similar ties in that that they deal with you know Christian imagery and Satan and stuff. So, Chris, if you're into this shit, I recently became aware of a movie I've never heard of before, where Robert De Niro plays the devil. Have you seen this? It's called uh, Angel Heart. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen um, that one? Is um, give me give me a second to. Yeah, Mickey Rourke and Lisa Bonet. I have seen that. Yes. What do you think of that one? That, I, that I like that one. That, that is, uh, yeah. There, there's a. If I remember correctly, well, I mean, we're talking. I probably have not seen this in, in about the same it's period little, of time. It's a little older though. It's like from the eighties. Yeah. yeah, I saw it right around. Like this is kind of when I got into like, um, shit. yeah, religious films yeah. like a. And yeah, that that was one. I if I remember correctly, there is a pretty good sex scene with Lisa Bonet and Mickey Rourke in that film. Sweet, sweet. Uh, maybe I'll throw that in the mix too, on top of it. But uh, cool, man. I, two movies I've never seen. And you know what? I do like enjoy that later era Arnold shit. I, I think don't give the Six Day enough credit. But I also have like again, I haven't seen End of Days, and I haven't seen what's the other one? Uh, Eraser. Eraser. Yeah. Never seen that. I do um, like the sixth day though. Yeah, this was like this was when he kind of like made not that I think he ever went away, but you know, he kind of made a little he bit did. of a resurgence. Little um, like the end of it's like the tail end of his you know, then he became governor and this and that. Like Right, and then then he went away for a bit and uh, then he eventually back came hard. back. Yeah, well, I did like that last Terminator. Sorry, I don't know. I know people don't. I liked it. Uh, yeah, Dark Fate. That was good. Yeah, um, I, I didn't hate the. I, I did not like Genesis, but I didn't hate it either. Like, 
All right. I think that I think Dark Fate though gets a gets a bad rap for some reason. I think it's actually pretty awesome. Yeah, I I I was straight there with you on that film. I thought thought it was a was a good time. Um. Anyways, we'll be back with some Arnold next month and a bunch of Gabriel Byrne, I guess. Yeah. All right. Get excited. We'll see you next month.